Welcome to Play on K, a Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this week we're talking Goblin episodes 9 and 10. Back at the Grim Reaper show. The, <laughs> the prime good good Grim Reaper show is uh as as we call it on the Play on K podcast, actually, really. I, <laughs> I think we might be the only ones who are living this life for the Grim Reaper at this point. Yeah. We're the only ones who only watch this show for the Grim Reaper and no longer for the Goblin. At all, really. I don't know. I I mean, to be fair, in these two episodes, I liked the Goblin a lot more than I have. Yeah, we were just talking before the podcast about how they had a moment, finally, where they actually define the relationship. They have the DTR, and I think things get better from there. They definitely get better from there. It's a lot. I mean, also, I guess this episode, or, well, the it, within these two episodes that we're reviewing, she becomes an actual legal adult, so that's cool. Yeah, the Korean New Year just makes you a year older, which is neat. Yeah. Very convenient. Conveniently, I don't feel like I'm watching a child be romanced by a 600-year-old, so... <laughs> So it's great. Um, I don't know about you, but I titled episode nine "What Happened to Tehi" because he's just gone. <laughs> he just fades out of existence conveniently because he no longer serves any plot purpose. I guess. Yeah, I don't know if he'll come back. There's six more episodes, so probably they'll yeah. have to tie up that loose end. But as of now. He has faded into dust. We should probably have a little bit of trust because uh, when the show started and you and I were talking about that kid in France that... Oh, yeah. And we were like, and I guess that was just a thing. And then like six episodes later, they completed that circle and we could see the whole picture and we were like, oh, our faces are red. They right? do have I guess, some like, skills. I doing that. Yeah. I think there's one point, I think it's episode 7, where Untak sees a little kid being bullied, and she just, like, pats his head and is like, oh, I'm sorry, you're bullied, and he walks away without saying anything, and then nothing else. Nothing happens. And I was so mad for a minute until I was like, just give it, like, four episodes. He'll yeah. come back. It better, because that it, was, like, it. it was sad, but also it was... It would be real weird if they decide to just insert that cranky little bullied Super kid. Random. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like he's got to be the president that was in Quebec. That's him. That she meets in the future. He's actually the point of this whole show. He is everything. He's the goblin. <laughs> oh, so convoluted. Well, oh. mess. One more thing before we really jump into it. Um, so last episode, we talked about how we're pretty sure on their date they watched Train to Busan. Uh-huh. Just to point out here, 
Raquel and I have not seen Train to Busan. No. So don't hate us too much. Apparently, Gong Yu, who plays Kim Shin, is the lead <gasps> in Train to Busan. Oh no! Yeah. We totally missed out on that in reference. It was such a good, like, such low-hanging fruit right there. Oh, we are the worst. We don't know our material at all. No, so guys, we talk a lot about how we kind of obsess over, like, characters and sometimes actors. We know nothing. Obviously. We are the least... Zero research. We are the least qualified people to have a podcast reviewing Korean dramas that decided to do the podcast anyway. Because we just love Korean dramas. We don't love, I don't know, Korean drama actors. And we just don't obsess over famous people in general. That seems creepy to me. Yeah, it kind of bugs me a little bit. The the most I do is like attach myself to video game characters like a like a crazy person. But that said, <laughs> they're fake, so I'm not. It's not creepy, right? That's how it works. Yeah, I, I don't know. If I, this slip up has taught me anything, though, um, I feel like it's that any idiot could have a podcast because these two idiots do. <laughs> I think I'm just glad I figured it out eventually. I was looking up something really dumb, like what is his height or something. Like how tall is this guy? This, guy's, a lot. this guy looks real tall. Let me check how tall he is. Oh my god, he's in Train to Busan. Okay. Oh boy. Oh boy. That's not me. <laughs> I do that though. I do. I I slip down the IMDb rabbit hole pretty frequently, so I'm surprised yeah. that I didn't know that. Because even though I don't obsess about actors, I do have this really weird desire to know everything they've been in. So I feel really weird about the fact that I didn't know because pretty much any other time I would. Like, I know what movies every actor in Game of Thrones has been in, so... (laughs) I don't know. I think I just, I don't know. I just do that thing where I'm like, if I'm going to know about them, I want to know everything about them. So, might as well just not look. Yeah. It just becomes Henry Lau, where I'm like, okay, well, um, here's all the instruments he plays. And all and... the languages he speaks. <laughs> it's like a little biography. Yeah. I guess we do obsess in our own creepy way, but we want to know, it's like we want to know their resume. We don't want to know if they're married. We want to know if they speak other languages. Yeah. Or how tall they are. Yeah. I I don't know. I guess that seems less creepy. It's not, guys. No, we... I also feel like we mom people. Yeah. I'm like, we watched... To be continued a few years ago, and the boys of Astro are now our boys. There are babies, and we. There are sons, and we feel nothing but pride for them. We love them, and we helped raise them. And. Oh, wait, we, uh, we and... weren't there for all of that? Nah. No? Nah. We were there for almost none of it? Oh, gosh. Well. Our bad. My son Rocky would beg to differ. Yeah, my boy Moonbin. <laughs> Oh I think, boy. I think he's five foot eleven. That's all I know about him. 
<laughs> All I know is I had to unfollow Rocky on Instagram because he posted too many, too many beautiful selfies. I loved them, but they, uh... It's they, a lot. It was a lot. Yep. So anyways, just wanted to call that out. So if you're listening to last episode, I guess, five years in the future, and you think you're so cool for commenting that we missed the Train to Busan reference, we got it. Yep. That's We have no listeners right now, so we got to catch ourselves. Yeah, before anyone else caught us. And so when you catch us, it's going to be this downward slippery slope of everyone catching everyone and being really mm-hmm. smug. <laughs> so let's jump in to episode nine. Yes, where um, the Grim Reaper has decided to spill the beans and I am 100% on board with this kind of betrayal of confidences. Yeah, I'm cool with it. I'm down. I would pretty much never tell any of my friends' secrets unless their secrets were hurting them, and in this case, I feel very much like the Grim Reaper was being a bro. Yeah. And I think it it led to an even more bro scene where he's like, well, I've decided that I don't want you to die either. Um, oh, my little heart aches. And then he took They're a minute. finally admitting they're friends. Right? He took a minute to, like, genuinely, like, introspectively, I think we're friends now. Yep, we're friends. Indeed, we are friends. And now I don't want you to die. He's such a good, he's such a good boy. Yeah, because... You know Untak was about to accidentally murder him. Yeah, everyone knew he was about to get accidentally murdered, and it was bad for everyone, because then he almost killed Untak, and the Grim Reaper loves her too. It was a very dangerous thing. Dangerous game they were playing, so Reaper had to spill the beans, but it kind of freaks Untak out, so she runs away. Yep. And uh, which like, is like 90% of this episode. Yeah. It's just the ski resort. I assume there was some sort of like sponsorship that Had came out of nowhere. There were a lot of signs, so. There was so much like aerial drone views of this beautiful ski resort. It, and it was stunning. It was stunning, but I don't know. So random. Yeah. I just, I couldn't, I was telling him before we started the episode that I really liked both of these episodes, except that the pacing of episode 9 was exhausting. It's like, yeah, like you said, the first 90% was just like, it was Untak at a resort being sad because she's worried that she's just a tool of murder. And that's kind of, I don't know, Kim Shin comes to almost comfort her but he still is a man child that can't explain his feelings and say just explain like if i don't die you'll die right so just just kill me please for the love i just just tries to make her angry and tries to get her to murder him through passion yeah a major plot uh driver accelerator seems to be the refusal to actually say what is happening at any point in time. Yes. That was that was this episode. Everyone was just refusing to say 
anything, really, except the same thing over and over again, where Untak, she was, she was not innocent in this getting on my nerves fest, because she decided <laughs> that he could just go on and live his life perfectly happily without her, and she would just grow old and die at the ski resort, and... I had a huge problem with that because pretty much what she was saying to him was, you're immortal, so what you need to go do is watch all of your loved ones die, and the only release that you will ever have from your prison of immortality is me, but I don't really care because I'm not going to pull the sword out, so how about you never look at me again? It's, uh, exhausting. Yep. And that's... That's Goblin. Episode 9. That's it, folks. Oh, yeah, I guess that's all of Goblin. Yep. That's been it pretty much the whole time. So our review of this K-drama is over, and... (laughs) Just kidding, just kidding. They've taken it real interesting places, so... Yeah, it's... It's one that you can't stop watching. Sometimes because it's beautifully cinematic... Sometimes because their clothes are so expensive and you just want to look at all of them. Because freaking the the best part about the ski resort is the different jackets every scene. Holy. So his coat, the blue one with the the fur lining. Oh my god. I'm dead. I'm dead. I won't ever own that coat and so I'm dead. Like, what's the point in living if you can't have that coat? Right. It is the most beautiful, beautiful, jeez, I'm choking on my own words. It's the most beautiful coat I've ever seen. Right? I'm dying. And I I really liked that scene. There's a scene where he first finds her, which, okay, he asks Dequois to find her, and Dequois is like, I've got my ways. And then he turns into a freaking butterfly. Freaking Nancy Drew. (laughs) What? Animorphs into a butterfly and finds Untak. I didn't get that. I I couldn't figure that out. I think, well, I don't know. I I assumed it was just some cinematic flavor. Yeah. Yeah, like, you know that he's not actually a butterfly and that... Only the Goblin and the Grim Reaper get to have these magic powers. But I don't... I feel like they could have done the same shots without the animated butterfly and had the same effect. Because I thought that animated butterfly was God. Mm. But, like, clearly they said Dequa is the one that's going to find her. Yeah. And he did. I don't know. He was. there's been... Yeah. Um... I think you're right, because doesn't the goblin talk to the butterfly a lot? Yeah, and it was like, it lands on the sword in the beginning, and it's like the goblin soul has touched the god and the, I don't know, I don't know, some lore (laughs) and some stuff. To say that the butterfly is representative of god. I forgot about that, because why would you even have the scene where... Kimshin asks Dequa to find Untak and then, like, be like, but God found her, really. Everyone found her. She was not subtle. Dequa found her. God found her. The goblin men subsequently found her. (laughs) Somehow. Um, I don't know. 
But back to that blue coat scene. I thought that one was really good. That was really, really good. And then, um, complete side note, geez, I'll just sidetrack us super hard. My new band name is Blood Red Supermoon, and (laughs) we play really dramatic Korean music. I obviously don't sing because I can't sing. Also because I don't (laughs) speak Korean, so. That's, That's what's holding us back. Oh, um, and with that little tidbit just dropped in, that little, that little blood red supermoon spice, I also have a quick note about how the goblin saved Kit, uh, Secretary Kim's future, and... Oh my gosh, I love Secretary Kim's arch in these last two episodes. He is now a main character. Right? He went from maybe tertiary... To primary in a good way. Mm-hmm. It was very weird, and I loved it. Someone Ye- needed so- to do Duckwa's job, because yeah. Duckwa wasn't <laughs> doing it, so... Duckwa got a real job working for the company that he will soon own, but he has to start at the bottom and work his way up. Like Drake. So- like Drake. <laughs> Just like Drake. Exactly. Um, and then there's a part where Untak, because she's always in danger of dying, apparently, um, she gets crushed by a shelf, sort of. She gets, yeah. like, gently knocked by a shelf. Do you remember that episode? Of, did you watch Boy Meets World when you were a kid, Em? Yeah, Do you remember I that? probably won't remember it. There was a Halloween episode that had Jennifer Love Hewitt, and they named her Jennifer Love Pfefferman. <laughs> and she gets killed by a pile of books. Spoiler alert, Whoa. sorry guys. Retroactive spoiler alert. And, um, and she gets killed by a pile of books, and it's supposed to be really funny, obviously, because who gets killed by a pile of books? And when that shelf fell... That was how I felt. <laughs> I feel like they could have done it so much more dramatically, where there was such a build-up, but then for some reason they really zoomed in on her getting hit. But it's fake. Like, they're not going to crush an actress. So it's very, very clearly, like, her kind of dodging out of the way and, like you said, very gently getting pushed out of her chair. Yep. It doesn't seem that serious. Nope. But she lays down and is unconscious, I guess, and the goblin saves her, and then the entire freaking cast dresses up as doctors, apparently. <laughs> like, they got all of the crew members, they were like, do you guys want to be in, in the show? Okay, get ready. Go put on your doctor coats. Do you guys Everyone have family members that want to be in the show? Anyone else want to be a doctor? They owed a lot of favors. Yeah, that was super weird. Because not only were they all doctors, they were all already there when she woke up. They said she had been sleeping for a day and a half. And they just stood in the room. Waiting for her to wake up, I guess. They're very attentive doctors. Yeah, very weird. But that was also super short. She's in the hospital for like five minutes. And then they're like, do you need anything? And she's like... Yeah, a box of matches and a bus ticket back to the ski resort. Please, thanks. 
Because then she's back at the ski resort very quickly. They can start another fight with the beautiful backdrop of the ski resort. Yeah. But they have a missing uh, back hug, which is the classic K-drama trope. Classic. But Kim Shin's hair in that back hug, I was like, oh, I'm falling in love right now. Look at those fine curls. Well, both of them, like, that one picture, if I had a still of that back hug, like, with their hair blowing gently in the wind, and, like, you can see, like, the sunset or something, I don't... Yeah. And everything is so beautiful, like, just unbelievably picturesque, and then you have these two incredibly gorgeous humans in very pretty coats, standing on top of a mountain. Gorgeous. What more could you ask for? What more could you ask for? Nothing. I don't I guess at the towards the end of this episode I think is when they um Untak gets a camera for being accepted into college and Dequa's like taking pictures. Which is another I think more modern K drama trope. Oh well, this is that it's my doorbell. Oh that's <laughs> Oh, sorry. Oh, that's okay. What's up? Um, I guess class was canceled because there's a big, like, blizzard outside. Oh, jeez. So the lady, <laughs> the cute old lady who was supposed to come pick me up for class came just to tell me that class is canceled. That is so the cute. sweetest thing I've ever heard. She has my number to text me, but Jason has the phone and he never checks it. Oh, and so she didn't know if you had the... Yeah, had the message, had the memo. So she came out in a blizzard to let you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she's cute. That is so sweet. Oh. You live in a beautiful world with beautiful doorbells and beautiful people. Right? I didn't... My freaking doorbell's sitting cute. That is the cutest thing I've... I'm, I have not stopped smiling since your doorbell rang. <laughs> It's real, real nice. Dang, I don't even remember what I was saying. Oh, about the um, Untox camera. Oh, yeah, because uh, Dequa decided to open that baby up. Yeah, so Untox gets given a camera for graduation, and Dequa starts taking pictures of the Reaper and the Goblin and Untox, and it's totally fan service. Oh, but it's that good kind. Like they used it's the to kind do, that we like. Yeah, we, we get to watch beautiful Korean actors smile. That's all we want. And look like they're friends in real life. Yep. Pretend that they're friends with us, maybe. Like, just insert yourself in that picture somehow. Like, oh, look at me and my beautiful people. <laughs> I mean, we're kind of just going to Photoshop ourselves into that picture and, and make then- it the cover art for this episode. <laughs> and then we will staunchly, staunchly insist that we do not obsess over actors. Yes. Back to that. Let's start that conversation again. <laughs> I just want to point out, since we're back there, it's not <laughs> creepy if other people do it. I really... I do not judge if you obsess over Korean actors. If you like, they are attractive. If you have an actor you... 
And then I have a very favorite actor, and we actually celebrated his birthday this year. So yeah, Ji Ching Wook, oh, your our boy. boy. I'm real glad uh, we said that at the same time. <laughs> Don't even have to do editing there. He's our favorite person out of all the people in the world. Out of every person, he's our favorite person, and... Again, we don't know um, anything about him except his birthday and where he's working now, which is freaking military. Yep, he hopped in on that good, 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 good boy <laughs> military <Required> service. service. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but yet... Yeah, it feels not creepy because we don't stalk him. Yeah, we, but we don't judge you if you do. Like if, especially if you want to send us facts about actors, do it. Let That's us our know. favorite thing. What's your favorite fact about your favorite actor? That's the laziest way we could stalk anybody, and it sounds great. But yeah, we're just gonna screenshot some of these backgrounds that they gave us, these beautiful wallpapers. Yep, these wallpapers, these screensavers that uh, will be on the TV in my living room. <laughs> For everyone to be a part of. Yep. It's a family matter now. Oh man, we're out of control. I hope that in this world there are other people that are out of control. Yeah, they are pretty in denial about their obsession with K-dramas and K-actors. It's fine. Um, so we kind of briefly went over this, but Untak got accepted into college, which I thought was the best character progression they could have had for her. Yes. She doing her. Getting, and that's awesome. Getting educated, getting a year older. And get- she did really good on her exams. They were like, she got top marks. What an impressive kid, as the goblin said. Uh, okay, let's not call her kid. When we first started dating, when I first started dating Jason, I was 16. When Emily and I and first started 17. dating. When Raquel and I first started dating, Raquel was 17, and I was 16. Not me and Jason. <laughs> and he would call me kiddo sometimes, and I hated it. Oh. That is the worst think, thing you can call I your girlfriend. Remember that a little bit. I think I remember that time. And just like a joke, you know. Yeah. Like a nickname. That is so but. funny. I haven't thought about that in so long. Yeah, uh, I haven't been kiddo in so long. I think that um he stopped calling you nicknames around that time. I think he, <laughs> I think he knew he had picked a dud. Just I mean, kidding. I told him to stop. I told him not to call me kiddo, because that bothered me a lot. Like, we are dating, and it's weird. Yeah, I'm not your kiddo. That's, mm, I hate that. Yeah. But, um, fortunately, Jason and I don't have very many communication issues, so, so I just told him. So you said the thing, and then he stopped so doing the thing. Yeah, it was very easy. Funny how that works. Funny how that works. Which isn't to say, um, he probably doesn't seem to call Untak kid to her face, but I think sometimes she also refers to herself as a kid. Yeah. I don't know. It's always a very creepy thing. It's like they're Their a little bit difference. aware of how weird they are, but... Yeah. But they don't care. They don't care. Is it weirder if you don't if you know but you don't care? I don't know, but it's there. <laughs> it's... A weird period. 
Um, so the end of episode nine was everything to me. That was a very good cliffhanger. Oh my gosh. I, I love this show. I love, <laughs> I love when they do things like this with this show. Yes. Um, so first, um, the Grim Reaper calls Sunny by her name. Like, Kim Sun. Yeah. And she's like, he had erased her memory, so she didn't remember telling him her name. So you kind of freak out about that. And then they go outside to talk, and Sunny grabs his hand. Yes! And then I have a panic attack, and he has a panic attack. And, and we all have panic attacks. And it was so good. It was so good. And he kind of sees flashes of her past life. Which is Kim's son, a.k.a. Kim Shin's little sister, being shot through the heart. Oh, so so crazy. So crazy. Shot through the heart and he's to blame. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. We're always on the same wavelength, even if nobody (laughs) else likes us. At least we're the same. Yep, at least you and I will always have Bon Jovi lyrics. (laughs) Comfort each other. And it kind of shows Kim Shin, like, staring a hole through the two of them. He almost seems to be, like, smiling. I don't know, he's clearly mulling over the fact that her name is Kim Sun. And that kind of startled him. Yeah, he didn't see that one coming. I I don't know what his emotions were supposed to be in that. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of interesting to watch his progression with this thing. It, okay, so I shut the door to my room like two minutes ago, and the dog, it was open. The door was open for a solid half an hour, and as soon as I shut the door, the dog was like, I want to come in. <laughs> Hi, buddy. Cute Louie. Cute Louie. Needy, needy pup. So, anyway. So, anyway, um, I took. I watched these back-to-back, but I did take a good, like, YouTube break between the two episodes because I was a little bit stunned by the end of episode nine. It was I just so good. watched them very much back-to-back, and I jumped straight in, and I'm so glad that they decided to make episode ten, the historical episode, where you learn yes. everything. Oh my gosh, I took so few notes because I was like, I just remember all of this. It's scary. This is in my mind now. That you say that because I was about to tell you how trash my notes are because I didn't write anything down because I was <laughs> in it. Yes! I was like, I mean, I watched it last night and you watched it today. So obviously we knew we were going to record pretty soon. But yeah. also, it was, couldn't look away. And, like, you you know bits and pieces of it, so it's all just kind of coming together, and I feel like my mind retained it better than I do most most things in this show. Yeah, and I, I don't know, I, good lord, one minute. <laughs> he decided to sit next to me and scratch his collar loudly. <laughs> I don't, I, he was so quiet until about 10 minutes ago, and then he was like, he 
must have noticed I was gone, so he became very needy. Poor buddy. Poor buddy. Anyway, this will be an edit-heavy episode, which is always a good time. <laughs> but anyway, the, uh... I, I was so deep in the history of it for so many reasons. It was so good. But also, do you remember when we were talking about how we were worried that what had happened with the prince king was that he was being manipulated and then you were so right about that oh my gosh i mean it was pretty clear but i'm so glad that they went into it so deeply yes and the goblin Um, knew what had happened kimshin knew but he couldn't not protect the king who is the grim reaper which i'm so down with Yes. Oh, I have such a good uh, Bus Stop Girl Award nominee who is the king's older brother who on his deathbed was like, just just be nice to everyone and take care of my little brother and he's a good kid, so just make sure he grows up well. Because like, I all he be cares there. about is his little brother on his deathbed. That's, That's so a pure. good nominee. I didn't even think about that, but I did. I was like, he was a good king. He was a good, good king. Yeah, he seems like a nice guy. Yep. What a shame that he was poisoned by his younger brother's mentor. Wow, oh. K-dramas. Wow, Wow, K-dramas. I'm so mad about something that happened 300 years ago in fiction. In fiction, as a plot accelerator. So, good on you. Good, good writing. Yep. Because I am in- I am indignant. <laughs> um, and that was a good, like, half of the episode. Yeah, I- I was pretty wrapped up in- in that for- for half the episode, and then the other half was the- it's kind of interesting, and I'm unsurprised by how they've decided to do it, but as the goblin and Untak... Why do I... Why can I not say his name? As Kimshin and Untak's relationship <laughs> gets better, the Grim Reaper and Sunny's relationship falls apart. Oh. <laughs> and that was hard. I mean, it's understandable. Like, um, Sunny gave... The Reaper an ultimatum and was like like you you tell me your name or we're done. Like she doesn't say it in, in so many words, but we know it's coming. Yeah. It was because going to happen. Kim Shin had a vision of it happening as well. Yeah. So kind like we knew but it's so sad. And the Grim Reaper know. understands. I don't know. Like, their fights are so much more civil and understandable. Yeah. Like, I was and just really sad for both of them. Yeah. Like, the, the Grim Reaper understands that he's in a tough place being a Grim Reaper and not being able to explain his life to other people. It's just so hard. Yeah. Poor guy. So, how did you feel about Untak's response, because I felt like the Grim Reaper went home and he's like, Sunny broke up with me, and she said, um, I'll take this as me being dumped. And he's like, but I feel dumped. And Untak's 
response is, that just means that she wants you to call her. I think that that is Untag being a child, as per usual. Because okay. I don't... that was my response, too. I don't think that's how it works. I don't think that's how adults talk to each other. I think adults say what they mean, and adults don't play games in their relationship. Like, if I tell him that he's dumping me, then he'll call me. Like, no, that's a kid game. That's a dumb teenager kid game. Okay. Yeah, that's where I was at. I was like, if somebody told me, like, someone broke up with me and they said, I'll take this as me being dumped, I would be like, what did you do? Right? I would not say, that, that's code for she wants you to call. I would say, it sounds like you effed up. Sounds like you said something, and they said something, and now you're broken up. And yeah. it's a you sounds problem. Sounds like they expected something of you, and you didn't do it. Yep. I don't know. It's easy to say because we saw both sides, so we know exactly what happened. But I'm like, it, that's not the appropriate response in talk. No, and I then don't she, know if she actually wants him to call. Mm -mm. And then she clumsily tries to get them in the same space so they can talk it out, and that was just another no. like, no, not how it works. You let people have their space, and it backfires yeah. hard. It backfires so bad, especially because Kim Shin's, like, oh, I thought he was adorably idiotic in this scene only because it would have been cringy awkward without him. And also, you know I love Sunny, but her outfit was ridiculous. Yeah, someone needed to say something, and Kim Shin took it upon himself to make everyone feel weird about the outfit, and that was yeah. so good. That was what it needed. But, I feel like uh, the humor of this episode was in such good taste the whole time. Yeah. I I loved that the Reaper said the theme of his outfit was angel because they've decided to convince Sunny that he's an angel instead of a Reaper. And he's on board with that. He's like, yeah, yeah, that's what sure. I'll be. I'll try it's, yeah. Um, it's sad, and they're broken up now, so great. Yeah, and if you didn't know, they're still broken up by the end of the episode. Hope you watched it. They still haven't gotten together, and my heart is in pain. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I'd rather they be happy and talk and Shin Kim just <laughs> fall they apart. They break up. Yep. I'll take that. I'll take it. Um... <laughs> So, I have never... K-dramas can be unbelievably hilarious, both intentionally and unintentionally, but I've never experienced a K-drama making fun of itself, like, so meta, so well <gasps> in my life. And the then, scene with the leaks? Yes. That was amazing. That was so good. And then oh my they didn't even quit there. Like already, it was hilarious. They could, they would have been the funniest. That I cannot collect myself. That would have been the funniest <laughs> part of any K drama potentially that I had ever seen. Except then, they decided to make it so that they get, they get yelled at in that part where they're like, "Oh yeah, happy uh, happy New Year! Uh -huh. Thank you, what a nice man!" I was done. Oh my god. Oh, I was laughing so hard. 
I was so done. It was so good. <laughs> I'm just going to take this uh, moment to silently laugh because that's my that's my most common laugh is the silent laugh. <laughs> the silent breath. Thanks for great podcast. <laughs> yes, I um I don't know what I was going to say. I'm having a hard time right now and I don't know what's wrong with me. It's just too good. It's this whole good. show It's just too too good. That scene I underlined it so much because it was my favorite scene in any K-drama ever. It was unbelievable. It was so funny. And it's interesting how they got me to laugh really hard and then ugly cry in the same episode. Because I didn't even see it coming because I haven't ugly cried before or after the happy scene. But the part where her mom's friend saved all of that money in a locker, I don't know where you cried too? I'm I don't know where I'm at mentally, but I like I didn't just I didn't just like shed a stoic K drama tear. I ugly cried. Whoa. Because I I don't know, I just thought that was so beautiful. Yeah. So nomination for the Happy Award, obviously, like we said, no one wins the Happy Award except Happy, but But nominees going up. Going up. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That was ugh. I didn't I didn't quite ugly cry. I cried a bit though. And I was surprised. I was taken aback. Yeah, I didn't see it coming. I, they do a pretty good job of setting these up a couple episodes in advance, but yes. I did not see it coming at all. I didn't I didn't I was taken by such surprise. Maybe yeah. I'm just delicate right now. I don't know. <laughs> We're in a tough place because we're so far apart, so seeing best friends die and take care of each other's children. Yeah. It's just too much. It's a beautiful thing. I will buy your beautiful adopted Asian babies beautiful clothing, Emily, and if I end <laughs> up dying and becoming a ghost, I will preserve whatever you need in a high school locker for them. Oh, for sure. I will do that. Same Z's. One hundred percent. That's what beautiful ghost friends do. That's what ghost friends do. And oh, I think I, I was pretty touched by all of it. But the part that broke me was when she was like, "And now I'm gonna go see her again. I'm gonna go see my best friend. I've waited long enough." And I'm so excited to go spend some time with her. Oh, she was so excited. And then she said, oh. and I'll tell her you got into college and that you're good and kind and, oh my god. Oh my god. Now we're just going to cry again just thinking about how beautiful friendship is. Friendship is so good. Friendship and dogs are the purest thing. Purest things in life. Then there's the New Year's. The New Year's, which we've talked about a lot, but... First things first, um, Sunny and the Grim Reaper put on their most beautiful coats and bro- break up. Yep. Like you do at the New York New Year. New York New Year. New York New Year. Ooh, ooh. Um, they're in Seoul. No worries. Just not to confuse <laughs> any listener. Yeah, we don't think they're in New York either. I just don't. 
I keep just on, a Freudian slip. I have these lips that I don't know. I don't know how to use them to talk at all. So. <laughs> it's true. Raquel's lips are also still numb. So. Yeah. Weird. Just a little slip of the tongue. Just a little um, slip of the tongue. And then, freaking, uh, it's so relatable, but also so silly to watch Untak wait until midnight so that. Um, Kim Shin can take her drinking. She's like, the first thing I want to do when I turn 20 years old is drink. Like all people who are entering adulthood. Yeah. Like I said, very relatable. But, dang, she goes hard. Yeah, she doesn't mess around. I've never had soju, but I assume it's similar to sake? Seems like it. Just straight... Liquor. Yeah. Like like moonshine. Like yeah. my sake. Yeah. American sake. Um so yeah, Emily me does not like to drink very much, but if I do, I'm that person that's like make it taste like candy so that I don't know I'm getting drunk. Man, I so love to fact- drink, and I still prefer alcohols that taste like candy, and I'm unashamed of that because <laughs> they can taste good, and I would not ever start a first-time drinker on soju. I wouldn't be like, here. <laughs> or, like, vodka or moonshine. Like, here, yeah. do you want to just ruin your throat? Like, try this. Go for it, kiddo. And she's, uh, she's taken aback by it, and he just kind of laughs at her. And he's like, oh, you'll only be a real adult when it tastes sweet. And she's like, okay, tonight that's going to happen. I'm like, no, he's saying, like, um, maybe in five years or so, you'll know you're a real adult. I don't know. Give it time. Not tonight, homie. Right? And she's like, no, I'll just keep hitting it until it tastes good. Yeah, that is not his intention. I don't know. Maybe it was. She wasn't hungover when she woke up, which is also another very 20-year-old thing. Mm-hmm. Like, when you're 20 years old, you can hit that soju hard and wake up and make freaking rice cake soup the next morning. Yeah, wake up before everybody else. When you're a little older than that, it sucks, and all you want to do is drag yourself to the nearest Denny's and try and soak it up with some greasy hash browns. <laughs> good life. Untak, you'll find out soon enough. Someday. When you're a real adult. But, um, for some reason, they brought back the, um, pickpocket. Yeah. Kim Shin broke his hand, and he brought a gang to beat up King Kim Shin. So, yeah, somehow found him, and they were all already brandishing weapons. Yeah. They were they were townspeople for sure. They got their pitchforks. They're ready. And he was drunk enough that he didn't really care about disappearing in front of people or using goblin powers in public. Yeah. For some reason, nobody else reacts but those guys. Yeah, and they're even they're like, "Oh, better go meet him outside." Yeah. <laughs> they're not too concerned. Um but yeah, you get a pretty cool fight scene out of it. I didn't think it was super necessary, but Mm-mm. it's fine. Yeah, so we had a good time. Yep. And then they have their 
I'll call it their first kiss, because Untak calls it their first kiss. It's way better than their actual first kiss, so... Yeah. I thought it was charming. Even though she's, like, schlizzled. Yeah. It was- that was a little disturbing. I wish they wouldn't have been, like- She downs two bottles of soju. Just- To mac on him. I don't know. It's- it, You know, it's that thing where you're like- I understand that, like- She always wants to kiss him, and she's, like, a little more uninhibited with alcohol- but also it feels a little more creepy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I I uh, I'm pretty weird about like consent and stuff and obviously this wasn't like a consent issue really, yeah. but at the same time, can you really claim that it's like a good romantic first kiss if someone is complete like three sheets to the wind? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So, I guess I'm pretty conflicted about the whole consent part of it. But, they had the DTR. They they said they're boyfriend-girlfriend now. So, yeah. when they were sober. When they were sober. So, so, I'm okay with it at that point. Good job, guys. You talked like adults. You talked like adults, you and know, now you're kissing like adults, and that's okay. Yep. You know you're an adult when alco- bitter alcohol tastes sweet, and you know how to talk to someone without starting a fight. <laughs> Good job, guys. Um, the next scene is you find out that <laughs> Chairman Yu is going to die. Um, yeah. Bring that mood back down. I've been... That... I... Yeah. That so much. Because you can tell he's so old. But... I feel like the least they could do is just take us by surprise. But instead they decided to let us know ahead of time. So now I don't know if it's going to be like a quiet thing where it just happens and we deal with it. Or if it's going to be like a moment that... I don't know. That defines an episode. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah, I don't know. But it's... Oh, I'm just so worried about Dequah. I feel like everyone else will get by, you know? Yeah, but, but that... I feel like Dequah is one of those emotionally underdeveloped characters that is more reliant on the people who raised him than he thinks he is. For sure. I think it's going to hit him hard, and then we'll have to see who he becomes. And we'll have to just ugly cry for a whole episode. For a whole damn episode. Why? I'm I'm already sad. That was also a wasted swear, so... (laughs) What's wrong Uh, with me? There's only one this episode, so that's not bad. Yeah, I marked the last one explicit. I don't think I'll have to do that (laughs) with this one if I can keep myself in control through the next scene. Because I think that's all we have left is, like... So they're talking about how the chairman is going to die soon, and they get back on the topic of um, Sunny, and the Grim Reaper drops the truth bomb, like he do. Like he do. Because he lets Shin Kim know that it really is his sister reincarnated. Oh, so crazy. Yeah. 
And I'm so excited to see how Shin Kim handles that information because it was like it was kind of an underwhelming cliffhanger in the sense that like the last cliffhanger was crazy. The cliffhanger before that, we saw two gods conversing. You know, like as far as yeah. cliffhangers go, this one was low key. But I, it makes me very excited to see how the next conversations go. And I feel like there was a lot more build up to this cliffhanger than usual where it's, usually it kind of comes out of nowhere but even episodes 9's cliffhanger Kim Shin is staring really intently at them because he heard the name Kim's son his interest is peaked he's the wheels are starting to turn of like who is this person so to say She's almost definitely your sister. He's not like, what? Right. Like, yeah. (laughs) That's probably why they threw in Chairman Yu as as a bonus cliffhanger. Yeah, because that... That was pretty out of left field. Yeah, and it did make me sad. Like, yeah. So, good job, guys. You're nailing it on these cliffhangers. You doubled up two two smaller cliffhangers instead of having one big one like usual. Yep. Two cliffhangers hurt about as much as one, so... Well done. Well done. Man, I think I think that's it. Hopefully next episode we get some more Taehee, I guess. I, he or was he's, fine. Or I'm he's not dead like a now. fan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just a weird loose end for, some, for a K-drama that's really well done. Yeah. So it's it's weird storytelling to just be like, and here's a point of conflict that we won't resolve. Yeah, maybe that little bullied kid will be like Tehi's little brother or something. Yes, and who knows how that will be a thing, but it probably will be. I mean, it's gotta be. It's, I don't know. We've gotta see something come from it, right? We've That's how these work. Something. There's a lot of loose ends that they can pick up. Yeah. Around here. I don't... Do you know how many episodes this K-drama has? I think it's 16. Okay, so we've got a good couple episodes to start wrapping things up. Yeah, we've got a minute. I'm glad we went just two episodes on this one. Yeah, it's been a, like, kind of a marathon. Especially with this one where you and I have struggled through the romance. But... Yeah. That said... It's been nice because we can touch on a lot of topics, and there are a lot of smaller things that are kind of to the side of the romance, but are so much more well done that it's nice to have time to talk about. Yeah, I I wrote that in my notes, where this K-drama is really long, and they have unnecessary scenes a lot, but it's the only K-drama that I've ever been into them doing that. Right. Where um, when Untak finds the bank notes that her mom left, they have like three scenes after that where Secretary Kim is like taking care of getting the money into her name. And it's kind of, like any other K drama, I would be like, just do it. Don't tell us how you're doing it. That's so dumb. But this one, I'm like, it's Secretary Kim's storyline. Like, I'm into it. Yeah, like, I want to see that stuff. And they do it really well. Yeah. And this is this is the only K-drama that I'm into that kind of stuff. Even though we don't 
we try not to talk about every single scene on the K-drama because it would be, like, a six-hour-long episode every week. Longer than the K-dramas themselves. Yeah. So we try to just hit the big points, but I... This is one of the few K-dramas that I actually enjoy how much detail they put into it. Yeah, the quality of it is incredible because of it, not in spite of it. So, yeah. Yeah, I I think it's good that we did two episodes at a time as well. Let us know what you guys think. I don't know. It would be cool. I I would even be willing to start focusing more on the little side plots, but I don't know if that would be completely missing what our listeners wanted to talk about with us, because we do want to talk about this with you guys, and we're hoping to do a bonus episode at the end of all of this where we get to talk about your opinions and your thoughts and open up a discussion, but we'll see, we'll see. Yeah. Um, for now, I think we're pretty much done. So if you want to get in contact with us, if you want to leave those good, good comments, you can go to our website, playonk.com. Yeah, or we have a Twitter, just at playonk. You can hit us up there. We'd like to tweet back at you or, I don't know, just learn how to tweet at all. Yeah, I love Twitter, but I don't know how to use it yet because I don't. I don't use it. Terrible at it. And then... um. If you want to email us, especially if you're going to send in spoilers, which you are totally welcome to, but you have to send it to our email, don't leave comments. Don't spoil it for everybody. Um, just email us at playonkpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. And I think that's everything. So leave us a comment, a tweet, or an email somewhere, and we'll start talking about K-dramas. Oh, we are on iTunes as well. Oh, yeah. Leave you us a comment there. Or subscribe. That would be really cool. Yeah. And our our theme song, as always, was written and produced and sung by James Hevel. He's incredibly talented. And like, keep an eye out for his work, especially if you're in the Midwest anywhere, because he, he does some stuff there. Yeah. He'll be international soon. But yeah. Check him out in the Midwest for right now. Yeah. And thank you all for listening. Thanks for listening. This uh I just I just love this podcast and let us know if you love it too. Yeah, this is our dream child. This is our dream child that we do together and will continue to do together for a very long time, I hope. But yeah, it's more forever. F- yeah, it's more fun with you guys. So let us know. Yeah. And we'll see you next week with episodes 11 and 12. Ooh, ooh. All right. We'll see you guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.